That's it. Let's praise God. Lord, thank you, Lord. We know who you are. You may be seated. I'll bypass all the honoring. I just want to honor Bishop. I love him. Thank you for this opportunity. Love the apostle. If you have your Bibles, uh, you should be warmed up already. Brother Hildebrand was throwing down. Uh, can you turn to Judges chapter 6? I'm going to read verses 11 through 12 real fast. Judges 6, 11 through 12. I'm reading out the New King James Version. It says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And verse 12 says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. You may be seated. I'm going to take the title out of the last scripture here. Simply, the Lord is with you. Now, I read this, and Bishop, perfect timing. I'm telling you, God's timing for, for the message that Brother Hildebrand had, what I have, it ties in uh, perfectly together. I was reading this, and when I was reading this, and I, I'll break down this scripture. It's important to break down this one scripture. It says, now the angel of the Lord came and sat underneath the terebinth tree, which was an Ophrah. Now here this is talking about a theophany. It's talking about an Old Testament appearance of God in a human form here, but it wasn't always in a human form. When Moses, when he was there, it was in the flame of the bush. When it was there, God had a message for the man of God. And in order to get the message clear, he, it was, he had to be there for him to understand. In this set of scriptures here, he's in the form of a man, of an angel that is there sitting down waiting for Gideon to show up. Now, he was there, and he was on his father's property. His, his father's name was Joash. And while he was there, it says Gideon was threshing wheat in the wine press. Now, it's very important that we understand that he's threshing wheat, on uh, what he's doing, how he's doing it, and why he's doing it. So here, he's threshing wheat. Now, he's here, and it's usually uh, um, something that uh, um, oxen would stomp on. It, it was something that cattle or something that would go over it. Now, in this set of scripture, what is going on is the Midianites have them under oppression. Now, the Lord has heard their cry. It said for seven years that har during the harvest time, that the Midianites, the Amalekites would come and the people of the east would come and would steal their harvest. So Gideon is here and you look at him and God is calling him and God is saying, I am with you, mighty man of valor. And he's looking at the situation where he's at. He's looking at his current status. He's looking at the current place where he's threshing wheat. It says that he's threshing wheat in the wine press. Now, when you thresh wheat, usually they would go on a mountaintop or they go on top of a hill on a flat place because when they're there and they're, and they're threshing the wheat or the oxen is going over it, the chaff that's coming up would blow in the wind and it would just help them do their job easier. 
But because of fear, because he was afraid that the Midianites were going to come, he's doing this task by himself. And he's threshing the wheat with no help. And he's at a place that's lower in elevation because he's afraid of the enemy to come in and steal his harvest. And God is saying, don't worry about what's the enemy. Because when I'm with you through my eyes, I see you as a mighty man of valor. No need to hide. No need to worry about the enemy stealing the harvest. All you do is know that I'm with you. And when I tell you to do something, I want you to follow what I tell you to do. Brother Hildebrand, when people know who God is, they know his authority. They know his power. They know his promise. They know that they can take it to the bank. Gideon is there. He's very relatable to us because we're there and God tells us things and he'll say, mighty man of valor. And in the, in the, the Old Testament, in the scriptures, when they're there and it talks about the females, it talks about them being highly favored. So when you're there and you're asking God and you're there saying, God, uh, I can't do that. Why are you picking me? Because there was people who were inhabiting a place that God said was his, that he wanted to give to the children of Israel. He said, no more. For seven years they sowed the harvest, but I've heard your cry. He's heard the cry of the people in Argentina. He's heard the cry of the people there that are in Mexico. He heard the cry in Paraguay. And he said, no more will the enemy steal my harvest. I will be with you. It don't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter that the enemy is inhabiting that territory right now. God is saying, if I can have just a few Gideon step up, if I can have a couple of men and a couple of women that would say, okay, God, you're with me, and I'll step out by faith. We can take the territory back. It belongs to God. In the book of Matthew, it says by man it is impossible. But it says with God, all things are possible. In that set of scripture, he was dropping knowledge on his disciples. He was talking about being saved. He was talking about salvation. Because what happens with man and our power and our own natural strength is limited to what we can do. You can't fight spiritual with, with human flesh and being natural. The, the natural flesh, you can't do it. The devil wins 10 out of 10. So he's there telling the disciples, you can only do so much. It's fine, the miracles. It's fine, everything that's going. But to go beyond what the human flesh can do, you need me. You need God to make it to heaven. In order to be saved, you need him to be with you all the time. 
we have the privilege of what is called the Holy Ghost that dwells inside of us when we receive the Holy Ghost. It is the evidence when we speak with other tongues and all of a sudden that portion that was, a, there was a void that was there. All of a sudden God is with us. All of a sudden we're not alone no more. All of a sudden God is saying, hey, you're no longer a slave to sin. Now I'm with you and now it's time to win some territory. You, you look at Gideon's life, and you look at the story when he's there, and all of a sudden, he's there. He says, God, if this is you, give me a sign. He says, okay, bring me a sacrifice. So he goes, and he brings, he brings God a sacrifice. He said, lay it on the rock. I want you to put that on the rock. And the broth of that, I want you to go ahead and dump on the floor. So he was there. And it says, the man went over there. And it said, God went with his staff. And he touched the rock. And the flame came out of the rock. And it consumed the sacrifice. You given the finances to lay on that rock and give it to God. God says, I accept that sacrifice. And he consumed it. Brother Massey, the echo in the spirit realm, it has the devil shaking because it says, man, all of a sudden they're unified. All of a sudden money don't mean nothing. My kingdom means something. There's a territory that we're taking, multiple territories, but you don't have to be worried. God is with us. We don't fear man. We don't fear the enemy. When God is with us, nothing can stop us. Now Gideon's there. And the sacrifice is consumed. And he knows that God is there. And he's speaking into his life. And you look at the response that God tells him. He says, now go home to where you live. Because I need you to knock down the altar of Baal that your dad had put up. His dad knew better than to have an altar put up for Baal. Somewhere in there, he gave in to temptation. Somewhere in there, he said, oh, it, it's okay. We know, we know, Gideon, that we don't believe this. But not to offend the people. We'll go ahead and resurrect one here on our property. God was telling Gideon, before I can send you out and defeat the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the east, I first need you to go home and take care of some things. I need you to get your house in order first. Because if you can get your house in order and knock down the things of Baal, then they resurrect an altar into the one true God, then I can use you. God woke me up last night at 2.52 in the morning. This well, this morning, 2.52 in the morning. And he said, there's a few people who have altars that aren't of me at their house. And I'm not getting into standards. I ain't getting none of that stuff. But God stopped me in my tracks. He said, wake up. I wake up. I need you. I, I, I need you. I, I need you to say this. And I said, God, you know, I always told you, I'll say what you told me to say. And he said, there's some that have brought things into their house that say, you know what, I, I still feel the presence of God. 
I still know that he's real. I can still feel him in the presence. I can feel him in the spirit. And God is saying, I never told you to put that in your house. I never told you to attach yourself to that. Because if you can't unattach yourself from that, if you can't tear that altar down, then I can't take you to do bigger things because you can't take care of the small things I told you to do already. I'm telling you, there's something new that you brought into your house, into your life, and it doesn't line up with God. I'm telling you, get rid of it because God wants to take you to a place to defeat the enemy so that we can inhabit that territory. But if you have things that are in the way, God says, I can't take you no further. You know the story of the, the ten talents. The master had gave them all a certain increment for them to multiply. And the last one's like, no, I just kept it and I buried it. Didn't turn out pretty good for him. But the one who was there and the one who multiplied it, God said, because I can trust you with little. I can trust you with more. I can give you more. I believe in Luke, the translation, when it talks about minas, it talks about the Greek currency that, that the master had gave them. He says, because you have done this, I can give you ten cities. He actually used the word cities. It has the word the territories that's inside there. Because God can trust him, there's more that God can give them. I'm telling you right now, we have an apostle. We have a man of God that God can trust. And there's cities and there's nations and there's this city that God is saying, because I trust you, because you've knocked down all the altars, because you've trained my people and you've given them the word and you know that it is true. There are cities and nations I can give you. But first of all, the people need to know who they are and who is with them. Because when you know God is with you, your limitations are gone. Yeah. Now Gideon goes there. He knocks down the altars. All of a sudden, the people want to kill him. His dad is pretty smart because his dad is there and says, no, no, don't kill him. If, this is, if, if Baal needs help, let him fend for himself. He's smart. Because he's like, if your God is so powerful, you don't need to avenge him. Your God will avenge him. He knew, Joash knew, that the Baal could do nothing, that he had no power, he had no authority, and there's no revenge that he can have on the man of God. So when, he, when Gideon was there, he knocked down those altars, and Joash knew it. He knew there'd be no repercussions. He knew that he had the wisdom to trick those people and tell them not to kill him. Brother Massey, Gideon, still, he's there. He's still in fear. He's still in doubt. He knows the voice of God. And it says that he fleeced the Lord. It said that he went over. He told God, God, if this is your will, I'm going to put this fleece on the threshing floor. And when it's in the morning time, I want everything to be dry around it. And I want that fleece just to have the dew of the morning on top of it. The next morning, he went to that fleece, and there was so much moisture on that fleece. It says that he wrung it out into a bowl, and he was there, and God answered him. And then Gideon was there again in his mind. He was there, and he said, Lord, don't be angry with me. Let me, let me test you one more time. He says, this time, I want everything else to be wet around that, and I want it to be dry. And God had answered. You know why he was afraid? And you know what I respect about this whole set of scriptures right here? Is God don't deal with everybody the same. 
You look at Zechariah when he was there and he questioned the birth of John the Baptist. He went blind. He couldn't see nothing until the birth of his son. And you look at here where Gideon was there. The Lord knew his heart and knew how to deal with him. So he didn't strike him the same way that he did. God loves you. He knows who you are individually. He knows how to motivate you. He knows how to chastise you. But he's telling you this morning, all I need you to do is believe. All I need you to do, every prayer that you have, every testing that you give him, he will pass it with flying colors. Now Gideon's there, and he gets it. All of a sudden, it says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he was there, and he blew the trumpet. All of a sudden, he had 32,000 men that were with him, ready to go fight uh, the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the east. 32,000 people. It said the Midianites and the Amalekites were over 100,000. It said they were like locusts or grasshoppers in, in some of the translations. But that was a good number to be, 32,000 strong. And God tells Gideon, ah, I can't let you go on with this many people. You have too many people because if you have that many people, then you'll get the glory. The people will get the glory and say they've done it. So let's go ahead and dwindle down this down a bit. Go ahead and tell the camp who is afraid and who is scared and let them go. So Gideon does that. And by his surprise, 20,000 people leave. They say, oh, I'm out. I'm gone. So he's there, and all of a sudden it gets down to 10,000, and he's there, and God says, you know what? She goes, go ahead and have the men go down and get some water at the creek. He says, the ones that lap like dogs, put them to the side. The ones that go down and lick the water, put them to the side. He says, and the other ones, they get down on their knee and they use their hands to drink. Put them to the side. And it says that the Lord picked the ones that lapped the water like dogs and said, there's 300. Now I can use you. I look in this place today and I tell you, there's about 300 people here. And God is saying, if you just believe in me, the territory that I have given you, we can walk in by faith and we can possess it. There are people who look at us like lapping dogs and say, how can they do what God said that he would do? But I'm here this morning to say, I can't do it. You can't do it. But with God, we can't do it. morning that I have sent my vessel to strengthen and encourage. I say you are more than what you think. The devil is a liar. You will take the territory that I have given you. He are my that believes that. Why don't you lift your voice? Why don't you raise your hands and start claiming it? 
Lord, we receive it with you, God. Lord, through you we inhabit the territories that you've given us. Come on, that's it. Because when Gideon went into the territory, it says that he had pots, he had a trumpet, he had a sword, and he had a flame. And all of a sudden, he said, when I blow my horn, you blow your horn. And they caused a distraction that the people, the enemy, were confused. And they attacked each other, and they consumed each other. And Gideon and his people took that land. I'm telling you, we threw a curveball at the devil today. He's so confused on what's going on right now. He said, man, they're supposed to have regular service. They're not scheduled to preach today. Why is this going on right now? And God is saying, uh-uh, because I'm with my people, and they're about to take some territory. They're about to believe my message. They're about to know me as God and who I am and my power and my authority, and they won't possess my land. Come on, does anybody out there believe that? Does anybody believe that God is with us this morning? Does anybody believe that the territory is ours? Come on, that's it. Let's war in the spirit. Come on, let's cause some confusion in the spirit. Come on, lift your voice and begin to speak in the spirit. Let's confuse the devil. What's going on this morning? Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Listen, come on. Let's really, let's send the sound up to heaven right now. Come on, with the top of your voice. He had my yeah, he.